Hi, my name is P.A. Clark. I am a facial aesthetic specialist and pioneer in facial rejuvenation using the best products and the latest techniques to keep my patients happy. We will be talking about facial beauty and what is possible with non-surgical facial rejuvenation. At Damaworks Med Spa, we deliver amazingly natural, life-changing results. We help you consider what's possible and work with anyone wanting to reverse the visual signs of aging. But best of all, our results last. Welcome to our podcast. Today we're talking about lips. Jessica. Jessica came into my office absolutely terrified of having them done. And this is very, very common. We've seen so many bad results. So Jessica knows this. She's been on a train. She's walked on the street. She's seen larger lips than what the face can tolerate. She's seen bruising. She's seen bumps. She's seen ridiculous treatments out there. And this is very, very common. So Jessica's first question was, how is it going to look? And this concern must, must be addressed right away. Once you are getting your lips done, you do not know what they're going to look like regardless of who's treating you unless that injector understands thoroughly what you're looking for. Jessica had many, many concerns that we discussed. One thing was bruising. How often is bruising? Does bruising occur? Am I going to leave with a bruise? Bruising can occur. However, it should be extremely minimal if it does happen. Typically, I'm surprised if I get bruising, but I have been known to have a little bruising once or twice, but typically not a scenario that occurs often. So bruising can occur because of the needle, but it should not be common whatsoever. The swelling. Swelling depends upon the technique. So Jessica, you can have some bruising. This is not common. I generally don't have any bruising, but it is possible. Second is the swelling. Swelling is related to how our technique is done. If there's too much swelling, it's directly because of the technique that the injector used. Swelling should be very, very minimal. Yes, there will be some swelling, but again, it should be very minimal. Jessica's biggest concern was what would she look like when she reaches home. She's going home to her spouse. She's going home to her family. They're going to critique her. So we want to minimize how much side effects Jessica's going to have so she can leave our office without looking battered or bruised. So 10 years ago, this was very, very common. Swollen lips, bruised lips. Today... This should be a thing of the past. We shouldn't have large amounts of swelling. We shouldn't have large amounts of bruising. We shouldn't have unusual pain that lasts past one to two days. Some of those side effects were directly related to choosing the wrong product. 
but also having technique that doesn't lend to a smoother outcome. So if you've been listening from the beginning, you're hearing that I'm talking about technique, 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 because technique has everything to do with what you look like afterwards. After that is selection of the product, selection of the right type of lips for to match the face. So Jessica has more of an emerald cut face, which is more of a rectangular cut, a longer cut uh, face. Very similar to Uma Thurman. She has a very elongated emerald cut face. So the type of lips you give her must match her face. Otherwise, it will look ridiculous. So my answer to Jessica was, don't worry. It all have to do with experience. Once I speak to you, once I hear what you're asking for, once I hear your concerns, I can address all of them. And the number one thing that you would leave here without a ridiculous result is that my techniques are tried and true. To really dive into the fears of Jessica, we have to look more at what we knew 10 years ago as well. We didn't have a lot of precise data and information on lip anatomy. Now remember this anatomy of the body, but then there's also anatomy of segments of the body. And in reference to Jessica, it's the lips. So we often think or used to think of lips as two pillows, one above, one below. The top pillow have more of a curvature definition and the bottom pillow was just fluffy. Now, we do know that lips are not just two pillows. They're not just two empty cushions on the face. The lips are generally columns, columns and structures that allow the different shapes to occur on the top and on the bottom, also on the corners. So we're looking at the philtrum, the cupid's bow, vermilion edge, vermilion itself. So these structures lend to what we're trying to create in Jessica's face. If you have thin lips, we're choosing a different technique. If the lips are large and full and thick, we're choosing a different technique. So different techniques go toward different lips. Also, we have to look at the products. Different products for different lips, mostly. Now, Jessica's biggest fear was not having overblown lips, which means I cannot choose a product that swells too much. If I do, I will give her an immense amount of swelling and ultimately not have control over my results afterwards. Some products expand so much that we cannot control the expansion. Also, some products move a little more and we cannot control how these products move. So if you've ever noticed that just on the vermilion edge, which is where the normal skin hits the pink or the red skin, that's the vermilion edge. If you have noticed fullness behind that edge, then typically that was a product selection that was inaccurate and a technique that was inaccurate. Both of those problems would lend to abnormally looking full lips.
So Jessica doesn't have to fear because I know what she needs. The products I do use do not swell too much and they do not move too much. If the product swells too much, we're creating so much trauma within the lips that that swelling alone, the internal pressure from that swelling alone will budge and move and contribute to how far that filler moves. So we really don't want a lot of swelling in the lips after they're done. Social media gives us a false sense of the final result. When you see social media uh, 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 for someone after having the lips done within a few minutes, that is not an accurate depiction of the final result. Final result is typically two weeks. The problem with social media and the before after pictures is that we don't see those people two weeks later. If we did, then you'll see that most of those aftershots were not accurate. Many years ago, uh, teaching many different offices, one of my biggest concerns in instrumenting the techniques was having the doctors and the nurses understand that your results only matter after one to two weeks and not to have the swelling influence your results. If that is the case, everyone will look fabulous five minutes after the treatment. So if we are allowed to just look at that after Instagram shot, that glam shot where the lips are thick and full and plump, that's the swelling. When the swelling goes down, the lips are going to change. So the one thing you want to do is when you speak with your doctor, PA, or nurse, what you want to make sure is that you see pictures not just five minutes after, but two weeks and one month after the injection. So Jessica doesn't have to worry. I understand that swelling is, is swelling is a matter of technique. I understand that swelling is a matter of the product being used. I understand that bruising can happen, but should really not happen when it comes to the lips. You really shouldn't have bruising when it comes to the lips. Can it happen once out of every maybe two or 500 patients, of course, but it shouldn't be a common thing. You shouldn't have bruising over lips after lips are done. So Jessica, still here and she hasn't ran away, you know, she still wants to have her lips done. And she understands that there's gonna be a little bit of swelling, not too much swelling. When she goes home, she should look great. Leaving my office, you must look better than you came in, uh, not vice versa. So she will look good. Now, one of the concerns after the injections, can I drink, can I eat, can I smoke? What can I do, what can't I do? But typically you can do everything you've been doing before. However, you wanna be careful of your investment. It costs a lot of money to get the lips done. So you don't want to have them done and go home and sleep on your face. Well, what happens when you sleep on the face? The weight of the head is about 13 to 14 pounds. That's like the size of a watermelon or the weight of a watermelon. So imagine putting, laying down and putting a watermelon on your lips. That amount of pressure can change the way the lips look. 
do not sleep on the face. Do not sleep on the lips. Do not sleep on the side of the face. Sleep on your back. Can you eat and chew? Yes, you can eat. You can chew. You can use a straw. You can smoke if you still smoke, which you shouldn't, but you can. So you can do basically everything. Heavy kissing. What about heavy kissing, Jessica? Yes. Heavy kissing is fine because you're not locking lips for 20 minutes straight. You're locking lips maybe a few seconds here and there. So yes, heavy kissing is fine. Eating, drinking, smiling, you can do everything. If the lips are done well and you have minimal swelling, you shouldn't even notice that your lips were done. It should just look fabulous. So and finally, Jessica, there's one last thing I want to mention is that now that we understand more about the product selection, which filler is better, and the technique, which technique is better for the patient's face, we now know that we can contribute to a near zero side effect. So in the past, patients were very concerned because we didn't have a lot of data. We didn't understand how much sweating should be normal. We didn't understand, uh, you know, where the, what the lips should look like a day after, two days after, on average. Now we know most of this is related to the trauma that we give to the lips. So patients are more confident now when they come to the office that they can say, but I don't want a lot of swelling. And your injector should be able to tell you there might be a little swelling, but there should not be a lot of swelling. If your injector tells you, Jessica, there's going to be a lot of swelling, I don't know if it's the best practice for you. There should not be a lot of swelling. Too much swelling distorts the lips. It can stretch the skin. And as that skin comes back, if the lips, if, if, the, if the skin on the lips is not as young as they're used to, you can develop premature lines within the lips perioral lines. So we don't want excessive swelling and stretching of the skin. If you stretch the skin for a long period of time, four or five months, when that swelling goes, when that expansion goes down from the filler going down, you will then create perioral lines and creases within the lip or creases within the vermilion of the lip, which is the red. So vermilion, vermilion means red and it's the redness of the lips that's the vermilion. Vermilion border is above the normal skin. So if this area is stretched for too long, you will have worse lips after the filler is gone. And on that note, in our next podcast, we'll be talking about why the 35 plus more mature lips are getting more lip fillers now than ever. <laughs>